Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hey You Guys, the ever popular podcast on pop culture, the 80s and 90s by two dudes who live through them. I'm your host, Jeffrey Mack, joined as always by the purple parrots to my blue barracudas, Mr. Scott Boyd. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Legends of the Hidden Temple, which I know, I know, we've, we've done before, been there, done that. But today's episode, I think, is really interesting in that we're going to be talking about the reboot, if that's what you can call it. But we have two really awesome guests that are joining us who are probably more expert on the reboot than we are. We're happy to have Jordan Baker and Jen Von Essen with us on today's episode. And both of them were recent contestants, I guess recent, what was it, a few weeks ago your episode aired, of the reboot of Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is a little bit of a sore spot, I think, for, for Scott and I. In that, in that we thought we had an in to be on the show. We, um, we, I guess it was last year. So it was, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was about a year ago, um, where we interviewed Kirk Falk, the, the host of the original Legends of the Hidden Temple. And we, we went on a whole diatribe about, obviously, not only about the show, but then they had a movie. movie. In like 2016 mm-hmm. or whatever, 16. which was awesome, and by the way. The movie was great, which, which was actually pretty good, and it was fun. My favorite part is they took shots of themselves. It was kind of satirical, but then we had this diatribe and and this brainstorming session about how you know what we should really do is actually reboot it as a game show, but for a you know thirty somethings because that's who wants it. And then I don't know. Two months later, we heard this idea that they actually were going to do it. And we said, Kirk, like you took our idea. I'm waiting for my royalty checks. It must be in the mail still. <laughs> and then, and then we had Kirk promise us that if they did the reboot and he was really good at keeping it under wraps, but he promised us if they did one, yes, Boyd and I would be contestants on it, which we thought it was like, all right, whatever. And then they announced the reboot and we're like, okay, well, when are we going to be on the show? And I think even Boyd reached out to the casting director was like, listen, here's our application. We just did this episode. Kirk promised us a spot, so we're, we're ready. Just tell us when to buy our tickets. So we're a little bitter that you guys got to, to go on the show, and, and we didn't, but that's fine. You guys can get to be a guest and, and tell us all about it, and we can live vicariously through you. So, Boyd, I mean, I think the, the best way to sort of kick this off is let's just, you know, before we dive into Legends, let's just learn a little bit about both of y'all. Um, you know, I know your two-second bio from from the show, but... I don't know, Jordan, do you want to just briefly introduce yourself? Oh, sure. Uh, my name is Jordan Baker, and I'm an aerial acrobat uh, by profession. I've been doing aerial for over 15 years and have run uh, aerial studios in New York City and Los Angeles. And I teach aerial acrobatics classes on silks and rope to adults um, and perform and make art. And I first became friends with Jen uh, a number of years ago, back when we both lived in Los Angeles, because Jen was my aerial student. Um, And we became fast friends and moved to Austin around the same time and uh, have been doing fun stuff ever since. Very, very cool. And Jen, a little bit about you? Same? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My my story is not terribly dissimilar. Uh, I am also a aerialist by profession. It's at least where I get the vast majority of my income. Um, I haven't been doing it nearly as long as Jordan. As she said, I was her student originally. And, you know, I credit her with everything that I know and all the cool tricks I could do. It's all from Jordan. Um, but yeah, we, we came out here. I joke that I followed her out here. 
followed her from I was like, well, Jordan's not in LA. What what good is LA anymore? Yeah, what Austin good is LA now. anymore anyway, right? You made the right choice yeah. moving to the uh, what is is Austin now America's fastest growing city? Has it surpassed Phoenix? I think so. I think it has, probably. Right? Yeah, and I it's... know it's definitely the fastest growing rent prices. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, it's, so. it's it's funny, you know. I, I I was saying I was I was there in December and I went to a birthday party at somebody's house. Um, and I guess East it would be considered East Austin. I, I don't know. Um, but in any case, I remember looking up the property on on Zillow, and you can see like the trans transaction history right and you know when it had sold previously to the to the current buyer i think the property was purchased for like like 90 grand or something right like something ridiculous yeah. and then uh they i think they built a, a new building on the property so they probably tore down the old one built a new building and then sold it for over a million dollars so pretty good return on investment that's austin for you right yeah. but yeah, um, that's right <laughs> yeah. all over town Cool. So, so before we dive into to, to you being on the show, I guess the first order of business is to understand: Were you fans of Legends of the Hidden Temple, the original series? And I and I see I, this is not a video podcast, but Jen just <laughs> Jen just like made a face. So I'm assuming yes. So tell me tell me about your I guess your earliest memories um, of of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, my earliest memories are pretty early yeah i'm 31 now so i was a little young for the first run of the original show but i was definitely a nickelodeon kid growing up so i watched the reruns you know which i think stopped finally in 2004 um and i just loved it i loved everything about the show i was a huge fan back then to the point where in 2017 i decided to start my own burning man camp which is themed after this whole show so I run Legends of the Hidden Playa, which is a whole Legends of the Hidden Temple themed Burning Man camp. Wow. So, yeah. Super fan uh, over so here, Boyd. Yeah. Super wow. fan. In preparation for camp, I watched every single episode of the show that had ever aired, most of which I'd already seen. I watched the 2016 movie. I, you know, just researched the crap out of the whole show. I made my own Shrine of the Silver Monkey. It is fully functional. All three pieces made it from scratch. You know, like all the whole thing. It's like for years now, Legends has been a huge part of my life, running my own version of it in the desert. And so when I got the opportunity to be on the show, I was like, I've I've been training for this. This is how she got her in. This is this is some this it's is some high level part stuff. Of it. Yeah, because yeah, we I, got to, you know. I've got all these pictures of me with my version of the monkey and in my green monkey shirt. And oh, I think their application yeah. was better than ours, Boyd. It it must have been. <laughs> I you know we only we only got to talk to the casting director. They you know she runs a whole uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple you know camp for her you know for herself. Yeah, cool. So so yeah. Jordan, so I'm assuming you also were a fan, or were you roped into this crazy idea by Jen? No, I mean, I, I will give Jen credit as being the super fan amongst us, but um, I am a little bit older than Jen. I was old enough to be watching Legends when it first came out, um, and I remember it well. I, I super enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think that Legends of the Hidden Temple 
had a big effect on me, like becoming a, the athlete that I'd become throughout my life, you know, watching shows like this as a kid, you know, that, that you could do and you could challenge yourself with and participate in, you know, was, was really inspiring and exciting. Um, you know, it's like Legends of the Hidden Temple and American Gladiator and Guts, sure, you know, guts, and all yeah. of these were- Double Dare. Yeah, and... you know, very, very influential. So, um, so I remember it well, uh, and it was fun to to watch some reruns as we were doing all of our casting process, which was a, a challenging uh, casting process. So don't feel bad. <laughs> well, I definitely want to get into that, Jeff. I assume you're uh, that was the next question. Right, yeah, dive right in. So uh, how do we? So how do we want to start this? So um, where did you like? How did it? How did the casting process start for you? Um, because I've been so focused on all things Legends for years, you know, running camp, I had known that the show was going to be rebooted for quite a while. It was originally going to be on Queeby. Yes. And so I kind of, I paid attention to that and I signed up for all of the alert emails, like when casting happens, we'll email you. And I never heard back. Again, just never heard anything because that network ended up not working out. And so when they finally did officially do it, Everyone in my life, which living in LA meant a lot of actors who pay attention to casting calls, everybody that knows me sent me the the website saying, you have to apply, you have to do this. Oh my God, this is happening. Obviously you have to do it. And I was like, well, yes, clearly I've been waiting for years. And I was like, okay, who do I pick to be my teammate? And there was a couple of people who really wanted it to be them. And I was like, nah, it's gotta be Jordan. Like who else do I trust to also you know, kick ass and take names. It's Jordan. But did you pick, <laughs> so it sounds like you picked Jordan because she was the ringer. Like you didn't care about, you know, deep friendships. You cared about winning. Is that, is that accurate? That like you picked Jordan because she gave you the best chance of winning? <laughs> Definitely both. Like, I, We're also good friends. You know, and like the whole process of, you know, making all the various videos and appointments and interviews and everything else through the casting process, which was a couple months. And then actually filming it and just having this be the person I would spend so much time with on this project. Jordan's obviously somebody that I I love dearly and was happy to spend that time with, but also someone that I knew would help, would me help win. you win, and, right? <laughs> yeah. So help me get cast also. You know, she's awesome. Who doesn't want her on their TV show? Very strategic, very strategic, Jen. So so you you send in your application. What what's the next step? When do you hear back? We had like a, a screening phone call um, where we were mm-hmm. asked a few questions over the phone, I think, just to make sure that we were who we said we were. We weren't like totally bonkers. Um, and that was the first level. And then the next step was uh, at a different time, we had a like video casting interview with like a really relaxed dude who was like <laughs> chain smoking on the other end of the Zoom wearing like it a bandana. It was Skype. Oh, it was I thought Skype. he was kidding. I was like, really? <laughs> Skype? People still use this? Yeah, we're we're like all like professional and like, you know, wearing like nice outfits and makeup and like positioning ourselves just right and thinking of all the right things to say. And he shows up and he's like all like side leaning with like a cigarette and a bandana and just like, you know, he was a nice guy. And he asked yeah. us some questions and I guess we were able to, you know, respond and 
an intelligent and somewhat interesting way. So we, so we made it to the next step, uh, which was the last step where we had to submit our like audition video. So kind of weirdly, this was the last step and not the first step. And um, so it had to be, uh, I believe, uh, under two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it had to show our general athletic ability, uh, including our ability to swim, uh, and there was some suggestions of things we could do, like running or push-ups or different things. And it said to be creative. Uh, and it said to, you know, talk about your teammate and your ability to communicate with each other. So um, fortunately for us, uh, my partner is a filmmaker. So we had a, a good in with our um, video shooting and editing uh, and some good, like, you know, concepts. And Jen, of course, really uh, showed up by making a costume for her partner and dressing him as a temple guard. Oh, nice. So um, throughout the different portions of our audition reel, uh, there's this temple guard chasing us. Um, and we it was, it was kind of very Austinite of us. We did some stand-up paddleboarding, push-ups and splits and swimming in the, in the creek. Um, and a little bit of circus here in my living room on the rigging point. We, um, Jen fabricated a pendant of life and we were both hanging from an apparatus and doing like sit-ups and handing the pendant of life like around in like a vertically oriented circle as we were like sat up and like did back bends and pass this pendant along. So, so what you're telling me is, is that Boyd really just dropped the ball with our, our, (laughs) with our application. Holy basically, bas- they're they're basically saying that you suck, Boyd. That is that is like a plus plus. Te- I mean, that is above and beyond. You guys so deserved it. Congratulations, you absolutely. That is that is a I Ralphie feel- Christmas story moment. A Man. plus plus plus. I feel plus. I, I feel a tiny bit, you know, uh, less salty. Do you feel like uh, a slacker now? Um, not quite, and I'll I'll go, you know, <laughs> not quite because listen, I you know. I went pretty. I went pretty hard at the uh, at the process, but man, I did not go that hard. I, I think we were just we were disqualified because we live in New Jersey. That's that's the the, the that's that's where I'm going just to you know to make me feel I better. There were definitely people from all over, but they Jen. did call us over over. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, everyone. <laughs> no, you should, you're definitely disqualified for that. Yeah, no. But they totally. did say like fifty thousand people applied. Oh. Like the official congratulations, you did the thing email said 50,000 people applied and we're one of six or we're two of six people who actually won. That's amazing. So, wow. so, so you send in your video, which seems like it's like, you know, probably Oscar award winning. Um, and then how long do you wait until you hear back? Um, it was kind of like a process of like, it looks good. We think we want you. You're going to find out soon if you're confirmed. We think yeah. you're confirmed. Send us a medical form. <laughs> like-, <laughs> like there was all these other little like paperwork steps after that. You know, we sent in the video and it was I think probably two or three weeks after that that we got the first email that said almost definitely. You know, nothing said a hundred percent until we showed up on set. Yeah. Um, but there was the next step of like, great, fill out this legal document that says <laughs> all these things that I will admit I didn't read. And then, you know, week after that was go get this doctor's note signed, like you're going to summer camp. And, you know, just all those little steps that I'm sure somebody didn't meet the deadline or their doctor said, no, you might, you know, have a heart attack or whatever. So they probably people eliminated at those moments. But 
wasn't us, so I don't know. No, that's 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 pretty cool. So you get on the show. Did they film this in Los Angeles, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we filmed in July. Everybody filmed in July in Simi Valley, so just north of Los Angeles in the desert. Gotcha. In July. So it you... was like a hundred plus degrees every day. I was it gonna was say that seems brutal. like it's 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 pretty hot. Um I it's funny because when I watched this show, I watched a few episodes. Like I had two theories of where they were filming it. My one theory was they're probably in a, a place like Simi Valley, right, which is sort of outside and in the middle of nowhere. They just erected this thing. And then my my other sort of suspicion is that it's very possible that this is literally in an abandoned parking lot somewhere. Um, so so glad to hear that it's not not in a parking lot because I thought the, the the set was 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 pretty strange. Um, okay, so the, you're on the show and was filming. So I'm going to jump in yeah, there. So it was filming all day and the reason i asked that question is because kirk told us that sometimes those poor 11 year olds were stuck in a room for like oh the whole like 11 hours before they even got a chance to like hit the steps of knowledge yeah and they did something like i think he said they did like 10 episodes like i'm exaggerating but like 10 episodes a day right or six episodes yeah yeah i think it's usually four or five episodes a day for the original show and you know on the filming day they do all the moats in a row Right. And then they would do all the steps in a row. And ours was similar, except for it was they did all of the moats on one day. And then we came back another day and all 13 uh. episodes did the steps of knowledge. And then, you know, a couple of days after that, you know, it was actually split across two days, you know, seven episodes filmed all the temple games on one day, six episodes the next day. And the final day, all 13 episodes all showed up for the temple run. So it was actually four full days oh, wow. of filming, four days sitting outside in a hundred degree heat, and waiting for your turn. Stylish, yeah, yeah, waiting for our turn. It was staying hydrated was definitely a, a full time job. We were outside in tents. Um, you know, on on the final day of the competition, I think our call time was eleven a.m. or maybe noon. We were really happy to have a late call time, and we didn't go uh, into the temple until like at least ten p.m. Yeah, it was pitch black when I when you guys were doing your temple run, yeah. which I thought was yes. kind of strange. Like it was noticeably late and dark. Yeah, um, yeah. we didn't leave that day until midnight. So I remember like we had just won Legends of the Hidden Temple. Right. I was static, <laughs> and I wanted to call spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> like I wanted to call everybody, but it was midnight. So in LA, which means it was two a.m. here in Texas, right. which is where my partner still was. I was like. I don't care. I'm calling. It's two o'clock in the morning. Waking you up. I'm telling you what happened. So, so it was very long days. So, so two questions to that 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 the jump. We're going to try to logically go through the episode. Um, so for for one, when we when we talked to Kirk about the original, he said that they gave very little instruction to the kids that were playing. And the most amazing thing that he had told us that I did not know, but I'm assuming Jen knows because she knows everything about legends, is that <laughs> the teams in the original were basically two random people like they didn't know each other um which i which i thought was really strange so i guess the first question that i have is did they prepare you well for all of the things that you needed to do so when i was watching your episode for example and and it was the first one of the reboot that i watched the moat the instructions for the moat were the most complicated thing i have ever heard like i had no idea even after listening like what the hell the objective of the moat was. So did you guys feel like you knew what you needed to do? Did you have to ask many questions before filming? Like walk us through the moat process, I guess. 
Yeah, you definitely picked up on that correctly. <laughs> um, the Everything, and I would say especially the moat, was quite complex. Um, mm -hmm. And they, they did do a good job of spending uh, quite a lot of time with us, explaining everything um, thoroughly, repeating it, letting us have a chance to ask questions. Um, but still, it was complex and a lot to remember, you know, even for an adult brain, it was, it was a challenge. Yeah, I'd say there was at least half an hour, maybe 45 minutes of just instruction before yeah. we filmed the moat. Because yeah. there were so many little tiny things. There were things like, you know, I was Inkidoo and I had to put on all that fur. I was not allowed, and they were very strict, I was not allowed to start swimming until Jordan beckoned me over. It's like there was a lot of emphasis on very specific order of events. There were some silly we... things that you guys needed to do. And not to jump ahead, but I mean, during the um, the, the Temple Games where you had to like let's, scream, let's... wake up, wake up, like... Yeah, <laughs> it was a little it was a little crazy. And and it's, and it's yeah. funny not to jump ahead, but I'm going to jump ahead anyway, Boyd. I'm, I apologize. But Jen, I think it was you who was splashing the water on the on the on the little dummy thing. And you completely whiffed on your first you, you, like you were a foot away. Like you didn't even come yeah. close to getting and they were like, nope. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of like our opponents, silly. the Blue Barracudas. Their first bucket, they caught like, <laughs> like a, a drop. drop. A drop. <laughs> yeah. The first but, time they but, took it, they let it then, happen. But then they made him go for a fourth time up the hill yeah. because he did spill all his water. And then they tried the to play it off. upside down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. was the, yeah, there was so many weird rules. And then you had to take the, bu the, the like that weird jug and pour it over your, like it was so <laughs> weird. Now, yeah. is the moat, is the moat like, is it just a floor on the bottom? No. Like sand? No. Do they pump sand in? No. Uh, it's, it, the moat, I think, they, was the hardest thing that we yeah, did. They dug it out, and it was like 10 feet in the very center. Oh, wow. So, like, I was a competitive swimmer growing up and a lifeguard. I'm a very strong swimmer. I'm very comfortable in the water. My parents live on a sailboat. I can swim. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Florida and an aerial boat. acrobat, and that was... That was hard. <laughs> yeah, swimming with that much fur on and like treading water, trying to find the right jug was genuinely difficult. Like, I don't know how everybody else did that, not being a professional athlete. Like, it was hard to not drown and like have all that fur weighing me down. And I could have drowned. Like, it was deep. Well, we were we were kind of part of wave two of the call times of the day, and they gave us a, a talking to at the beginning of our shift. And they were like, hey, you know, we just really want to check in with everybody. You know, it's said on the forums that you need to know how to swim. And we had an incident earlier today where somebody really didn't know how to swim very well. And basically there was like a, a near drowning that oh happened. <laughs> I don't know which episode or which team, but um, it was, it was, you know, a, a real deal moat. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So, okay. So you get through the complicated part of the moat that barely made sense and the, the story was hilarious because <laughs> yeah. it was like Gilgamesh but then all the other characters had names that I could never pronounce um, so kudos Jen for actually being able to not only remember but pronounce one of the, the characters so you get through now you're up to the, the steps of knowledge which mm -hmm. it seemed like a pretty that was like probably the easiest part of your day or I guess day two um, or, or not well. Jordan you're, you're leaning forward tell us <laughs> please um, so yeah, so so day one was the moat. You know, we knew that our our legend was the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, they kind of gave us this like 
you know, don't study, like it's not even worth it. You know, whatever questions we ask are going to be our version of the legend. You know, you might study the wrong thing, but you know, we're, we're studious overachievers over here. So um, we, especially Jen uh, studied <laughs> a whole lot and Jen took a whole class on the Epic of Gilgamesh in high school. So, um, so Jen had like flashcards that she had made. Wow. We were drilling each other on flashcards. Um, it was challenging all of those names, all of this information. Like I wasn't doing great with it. I knew that Jen had a much better handle on it than, than I would have in a day in the desert. Um, so definitely by steps of knowledge, our strategy was I'm going to buzz as fast as possible so that Jen has the opportunity to answer this question. Oh, I love yeah. it. You, and it worked. Like she was the fast feet and I made flashcards and I spent the entire day before and of filming the steps just studying. Did the other like teams prepare as diligently as, as you guys did or were you guys just mm-hmm. destined to win? I don't think uh, they prepared as diligently. I, I'm going to go with pretty no. pretty sure the Silver Snakes came in and we were talking in the tents and they were like, yeah, we didn't study at all. Like, I'm pretty never- sure I'm pretty sure the Silver Snakes didn't finish English class either. <laughs> but like... You know, they were like, yeah, we don't know anything about this like Gilgapoo guy. <laughs> Gilgapoo. Ishkapu, oh my god, we were they were Ish-ga-poo. so fun. Ishkapu. They definitely Ish-ga-poo. seemed we like the fun, the fun on TV. They were awesome. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in our episode was super sweet. It was a nice bunch of people to hang out with. Cool. All right, so you get past the the steps of knowledge, you go to the temple games. Boyd, I know you watched the episode probably a few times. What what was your take of of the temple games? Was it fair? Was it unfair? Was it complicated i have i have my thoughts and opinions but i'm curious to see what you thought you know i i didn't give i didn't give too much thought into it except that they just seemed like very odd tasks and silly silly um steps along the way jeff you mentioned how they're transferring water from bucket to bucket and then you have to yell at this dummy an actual you know dummy like to wake up like that, like that was actually part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the whole, the whole using a water balloon launcher for entrails. Yes. That just seemed very odd. And it was really very difficult. Yeah. It was insane. So what they didn't show in the airing of it is that. So before we actually started filming, a couple of the tech hand, like stage hand people were testing it out, making sure it worked. No, none of them could get the thing to stay. And so they told us, okay, as we're filming, after five minutes, if neither team is done, you can just throw them. <laughs> so Jordan is the only person out of like seven people that I saw try that damn slingshot to actually get one of the entrails to stay. And then after the five wow. minutes, they said, you can throw them. And we each, I think we each took like one shot and both got it on. And that's what they ended up airing. But they edited but, it to look like you were using the slingshot, right? We yes. didn't see you yeah. throw it. Okay. Correct. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the yeah. pulling back of the curtain there. Appreciate it. Yeah. That. No. <laughs> yeah. I love it like, that. It was insane. It it was unbelievably difficult because the slingshots were not centered and they, they oh, I've, I have feelings about the slingshots. <laughs> the, the other thing that I thought was just very unfair and, and probably to your advantage was on the, on the, waking up Gilgamesh challenge, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you guys didn't go simultaneously, like the team that went second had such an advantage 
over the team in, that went first. In the puzzle specifically, putting the puzzle together. But even even the slide, because the first team, I mean, that poor guy, I mean, granted, that wasn't very strategic on his part, but he just went full speed down and like slammed into the ground every time. Like Jordan had a great strategy in terms of like steady up, steady down, right? But like mm-hmm. I feel like if you had gone first, you maybe wouldn't have, have done that. So I, I thought it was strange that they couldn't afford to build like duplicate sort of obstacles and allow you to go at the same time because I think I mean you knew how much time you had you knew what you needed to do you saw what worked what didn't work so it just seemed like a very I don't know unfair advantage that that worked out marvelously for you guys yeah definitely going second choosing to go second was was for sure an advantage I think that on all of the episodes that I've watched um, pretty much every team uh, elects to do the same as we did so you can learn from watching the first team go and and definitely was an advantage. There was one point where it wasn't an advantage, um, and that's that the the mountain, the slide, uh, was dry. Right. I, I was going to say I that. It was that. so yeah. much yeah. time you went. Yeah. yeah. So he got to just run up it the first time real first fast time. and easy. Yeah, um, but by the time yeah. by the time we we went, you know, it was wet the whole time, and we had to do that kind of bracing your feet against the sides to shimmy up the whole time. Yeah. It, on the note of fairness in the puzzle, though, um, I do want to credit the the production team. They were very strict about keeping things fair, and they definitely yes, they thought about that a lot. So they our were. puzzle is actually a different puzzle. Mm. So it's it's functionally the same. It is very very similar, but it, they are technically two separate puzzles to prevent exactly that issue of we're not building the exact same thing oh, that no they way. just built. Huh. Yeah. Um, so there were so many things like when they put the snakes in, we had to turn around and and look Don't away. Peek. And there was a lot, yeah, yeah, no peeking. And there was a, a, a lot, lot of, of moments, a, a lot of like us being sequestered in certain areas of the set and not being able to look at other areas of the set. Like for most of the time we were there, mm-hmm. yeah, fairness was definitely like very serious. Well, I appreciate the uh, the integrity that they took yeah. <laughs> the integrity of the know. game that, that's good to, right that's good to know they held a very they hold a very high standard for yeah. the, the legend's name so yeah. so so you guys you guys end up winning i mean spoiler alert you guys already told us but in any case <laughs> i would have to imagine at this point for both of you but maybe more for for jen when does it sink into your mind that you're doing the temple run i mean did it when take a second and then me, i want to talk about the temple run, when she handed the me the pendant which was green, which I found is weird. But she handed me the pendant of life, and I'm standing there, like eighteen thousand cameras looking at me. I'm exhausted. I had lost my voice by this point. I got really sick during this trip, and I'm holding it, and my whole body just goes, "Oh my god!" And like I feel myself about to cry or scream or dance or jump. Like I every emotion. As soon as she hands it to me, and all I could do is just stare at it and go. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we're, we're doing the thing, we're doing, the... like, I, I was six years old. I was six years old, standing in my living room, jumping up and down, cheering on the kid in the temple and going, I'm about to be that kid. Holy crap. And at it, that point, it, it probably everything. doesn't even matter in your mind if you win or not, right? It's just the the the, the fact that you get to do it is the dream of every child, yeah. right? That's the dream of every child. It's like, yeah. Being able to do the temple run, being able to go onto the aggro crag, right, or or whatever, like yep. those are the dreams. Yep. Like you don't really even care about winning, but maybe now that you're an adult, it's like, well, if I win, it's actually pretty good because I get some money. Which I'm going to get to that at the very end because it, they snuck yeah. in a weird verbiage when they they talked about 
the the winnings. Um, I think they had mentioned it's like spread over time, and we'll we'll get to that. So but, yeah, yeah, go ahead, let's boy. Get to that. Uh, yeah. So it's um, so so you're. I mean, you're there. You get to do the thing that that we've all wanted to do and, and truly I'm, I'm impressed and I've never been more jealous of anyone or anything. So, uh, you know, just know that. Um, so you get to go on the run. <laughs> they, they talk you through the whole, the different options. Did you get to a peek at the temple? Did they walk you through it beforehand? Yeah. So, um, uh, we got a tour of the temple um, with the rest of our kind of filming group um, in like the middle of the day in the afternoon. Um, they they took us through room by room and explained each room. You know, this is the, the um, room of the beloved and you have to find this heart and you have to put this heart here and then lights right. will go off and either this door will open or this door will open. And, and they, they were very thorough and they showed us everything. Um, but uh, uh, it was in the daytime um, and they did not show us the doors like popping open. They just kind of said, and when you do it right, the door will pop open. And then like, okay, great. Um, so that, that became a point of confusion for me later on. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so we, we got the tour, you know, it was just once through, there was quite a lot to, to take in. Uh, then we were given a, a map that was just kind of a, a, you know, sort of line drawing of which rooms connected to which rooms. So we spent the rest of the day quizzing each other like, okay, Jen, you know, our, our Lyceum of Immortality is in the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. How are you going to get there? You know, I'm going to go up the stairs and I'm going to yeah. try this Crystal one. It, it doesn't open. <laughs> Where are you going to go next? <laughs> you, you, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny to me how serious you guys took this. <laughs> it's like... Well, I, I wouldn't have taken it that serious, boy. So maybe it's good that we didn't. Maybe get on the I'll, show. yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have chosen you as my partner. I was the one on top of this. I yeah. was the one doing all the work here. I would have just showed up and, and and tried to win on sheer talent alone, and probably would have failed. We probably wouldn't have gotten past the moat. Um, I'm not a strong swimmer either, so it, it, maybe it's for the a best. Lot, like there was nothing else for us to do. Yeah, you know, like from when we got to do the the tour and. You know, we were, they were very strict, like we couldn't touch anything, but we got to walk through and then we got the map. We had, I think, like nine more hours oh, yeah. before we actually filmed where they were very strict. We were not allowed to have our phones on us at all. Like if they caught us with our phone out, we would have been disqualified. So we're literally just sitting in this tent in the desert with nothing to do other than study this map. Stare at this map. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah, that makes so, sense. When you've got nine hours to kill and nothing to do, it's a great time to study. And when there's money on the line, it's an yeah. even better time to study. So, 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 Jen, I, I, I memory serves me correctly. You, you started off right. So you, 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 you went in. Um, one of the things that I always thought was really funny about the original Legends of the Hidden Temple was when a temple guard came out. Sometimes these kids were freaking terrified. Really <laughs> so, yeah. so you, you did encounter, I guess, two during your your mm-hmm. your trip. Um, were you scared or was the adrenaline just pumping so much that you sort of just took it in stride? Um, adrenaline was definitely pumping a lot. Uh, so the first one hit me in the Royal Rage room, which was basically the second, first second room that I was in. The very first one, the way you get into the temple is the Crystal Cenote, which is just find which door opens. You know, go to these three options. And then I got to the Royal Rage room which was my first puzzle. It's the first thing I actually get to do. 
and I get there and I'm smashing these pots to try to find the keys inside of them. And you were, you were throwing those pots down hard. They looked like they were heavy. (laughs) They weren't super heavy, but they were not easily broken. You know, I do pull-ups for a living and I had to smash it with every ounce of strength I had to get it to break. And so the temple guard comes out and he doesn't grab me. He kind of pops out of a corner. And I think I even said to him, I was like, I'm busy, go away. And I like <laughs> threw the, the pendant of life at him just because I was focused on get the thing done. You might've figured out I'm a task oriented human. So I was very focused and kind of annoyed that he interrupted me. <laughs> and then I get to the next room, the room of the beloved, and I'm about to pick up the skull. It's now I've been in the temple for maybe a minute, not even quite a minute. And another one pops out and I, think i just looked at her and went son of a bitch (laughs) and just you know followed her out the hole and was like okay that's that's how much i get to do and then jordan comes flying in and and jordan what was interesting to me at least and then we'll see what, what boyd thought but to me you were going through whatever and then in one of the rooms, I think the second to the last room, Kirk Fogg pops out, right? Yes. And I'm like, well, yes. what the hell? Because like, I was pretty disappointed that Kirk was not the host of the show, as I don't know if you were disappointed Same. as well. But then I figured, okay, maybe he didn't want to do it, whatever. This is it is what it is. And then he shows up, and I'm like, wait, if he's going to show up, why the hell can't he host the damn show? I am so mad about that. I am absolutely livid. So, like, there's the frantic camera work back and forth during the run, and all of a sudden, Kirk Fogg pucks out from under a bush. Like, <laughs> go over yeah, there, hey, go over there. Hey, look, go this way. And then they're, and they're like, they, they put his name, they like gave him a caption, it just says Kirk Fogg. It's yeah. like, oh, there's Kirk Fogg. That's that's what this this lady host says. Oh, no, no, there's Kirk Fogg. And then that's it. They didn't talk about him before. They didn't talk about him after. Right. Like what? What the hell? Mind. We'll 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 get to that. We'll we'll finish the run. But then I do want to talk about Kirk and and maybe you guys have some insider info on that. But anyway, Jordan. So you, Kirk directs you to the correct room. Which what room was was the final? Well, room? so 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 I <laughs> I ran in. I. I picked up where Jen left off in the uh, skeleton foosball room. Right. Um, made it through that room, through the the spider's lair, which was the, the room that connected the most number of rooms. Um, and uh, had, had a... Had, armory, right? Well, uh, the queen... into the pit of despair. Yeah, I, I, I jumped into the pit of despair. Right. I, I make it into that foresty room where Kirk was, which I knew was the only room, uh, one of the only rooms that didn't have a task. And at this point, I, I knew that we were going to win. Like, I knew I just had to run through this forest, climb up a ladder. My object's going to be there. I'm not going to have to do a puzzle. I'm going to be, like, flying out of the temple. And so what they had told us ahead of time, you know, in their, like, cryptic, we need to keep secrets in television sort of way, they were like you might see somebody that you recognize in the temple. And if you see somebody you recognize, maybe they might tell you things about yourself. And so if they do, then just listen and (laughs) give them a high five and then keep going. So I get in there. I see Kirk Fogg. He starts telling me things I already know about myself. You're a Jordan. You're a circus performer. You do stilt walking. And and I couldn't remember like what exactly I was supposed to do other than that I was supposed to like attempt to listen to him. So I just kind of like slow my run and I'm kind of like awkwardly like smiling at him because I know I'm just like I know I'm going to win and I know I have to slow down enough to listen to him. I totally forget about the high five and then just blast right through there. 
so yeah, it was kind of a weird moment. And I could understand, you know, uh, how you think it was kind of a weird moment too. In their their cryptic description beforehand, they, they said, oh, like they were flipping through a clipboard and said, oh, you guys are really big fans of the show. So there might be somebody that you know. So Kirk Fogg being in there, and I think part of why they didn't explain him at all, it's 100% fan service. To the people who know him and appreciate that he was there, he's there. And to everybody else, it's a weird little moment. Right. But <laughs> I mean, it would be was he there super for weird. Was else's too, though? No. Like, sorry. I, okay. Right. No, he was only there, I think, in like three or four of the episodes total. Cool. So, all right. So you win. You, you come out. Yeah, you win a, a twenty. Was it twenty five grand? I think was twenty five grand. They didn't tell you that but, beforehand. But though, stretched right? over time. So, I mean, was there any weird contingencies yeah. on the on the on the prize? Or we we don't have a weird contingency on on the cash prize. They are gonna just mail us some checks. Um, but what was kind of funny is uh, during the filming of the show, they hadn't quite nailed down what the prizes were going to be. Oh. Um, so so every time we were filming, you know, like in some of the middle rounds, it was like, you know, Christella was like, you know, good job teams and Olmec, tell them what they've won. And then a producer would come over the God mic and he'd be like, we don't know what it is yet. It's going to be really great. Smile, jump, look happy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like the poor team that, that lost the moat, you know, they didn't know that all they get is their T-shirt. What they said that day was, you get three cases of non-alcoholic California wine. And so, like, the weird face that the orange iguanas made is because that's what they were just told. And I think when the, the blue barracudas got eliminated, we were supposed to be excited. And they said, no, be more excited. <laughs> so we had to be excited twice. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was funny the you know when they just won their shirt because on the original legends the prizes were so terrible. Um, I yes. think like the first team off won like a yo yo, like literally it was a Duncan yo yo. Um, so I so I thought it was actually they probably didn't maybe they did do that on purpose, but like I just thought it was on purpose because of how crappy the original prizes were. But we have a, just a, a few minutes. We'll we'll wrap up here. But going back to the Kirk Fogg thing, I mean, do you guys know why he didn't host the show? <laughs> No, I have no idea. I I did find out from one of my Los Angeles students um, that Kirk Fogg is now a contractor yes. and does really beautiful work yep. on houses. He flips yep. homes. He told us that he's uh he's like a big like a home builder, and this is this is his second life or his third life, yeah, I guess. He, he uh-huh. did really good work on somebody's house that I know. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, actually. Um, cool. So I don't know, Boyd. Any any final final words, or we'll let you we'll let the we'll let Jordan and, and Jen sort of give their final words. But just curious if you have anything, Boyd. So I, I I mean I just want to say I am I am so so thankful that we get a chance to to meet with you and really hear your story. I mean you guys are champions, yeah, champs. Temple Run, <laughs> and you're champions of the legends of the Hidden Temple. I I, I don't know. There are not very many people that can say that. Like that's what I'm saying. I I I don't know. I, I don't know if I could be more excited for you. Um. So thank you so much. It's yeah. And if so if great. I were so, you guys, I would I would have a custom made like wwe style like wrestling championship belt that says like legends of the hidden temple like like if we had sponsors for this podcast we would make one for you and send it to you we don't (laughs) so we're just going to give you the idea and maybe you'll have that created i mean look jordan's wearing her purple her her purple parrot shirt that the ones actually from the show Mm -hmm. i'm the i'm the chucklehead over here my blue barracudas tee that i got off ebay for 12 bucks um 
so so really, you know, who's who's the important one here? So thank you, thank you again. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, please, Jordan and and Jen. Before we do get out of here, let's um, just any closing thoughts about your experience. Yeah, it was just it was so much fun. It was definitely like a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to to go on a TV show that was like, you know, something that you loved as a kid and just to to live that fantasy and on top of it all to win the grand prize. And, you know, and just it was definitely a highlight of 2021, the the highlight of 2021, I dare say. Um, and to do it with my good friend Jen was just, you know, total dream come true. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with everything that Jordan just said. You know, it was to dream of something for so long and, and dream of it thinking that it was an impossibility. And then right. to have it happen is an indescribable feeling. But I think what's been, for me, even better was that it's a national show. And so all of the people that I've met throughout my entire life have come out of the woodwork over the last month since our episode aired congratulating me. I've had rekindled friendships with people that I was friends with when I was in elementary school and watching the show. And, you know, it's been really fun to see how far the reach of something like this can go and how much it means to such a wide variety of people and the love and support that I've gotten from everyone in my life, even the people no longer really in my life has been truly incredible. That's awesome. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. That's probably the best ending we've ever had for for, for one of our episodes. So kudos, Jen. So with that, we'll we'll thank you guys very much for joining us. I hope you had fun doing this. For all of our listeners out there, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your parents, and follow us on Instagram at Hey You Guys Podcast. Um, till the next one, peace. Come on, baby, come on, baby, show me the town.